Hello and welcome back to another episode of our weekly Outlook podcast. I'm João and here with me to update with the latest news will be Helena and Sarah. Hi girls, starting with you Helena, what do you have to tell us? Hi João, Sarah and everyone who is listening to our podcast. Considering the situation we are living in, I would like to start with the updates about the COVID-19 pandemic. The COVID-19 cases in South Africa are rising quickly and it seems to be the fastest rate we have seen since the start of the pandemic, according to Michel Groom, leader of the National Institute for Communicable Diseases. Omicron was detected and after weeks it was the dominant variant with around 8,600 daily cases on Tuesday, up from approximately 1,300 cases a week earlier. Groom also said two weeks ago we were seeing case numbers and positivity rates which were the lowest since the start of the pandemic, and added that those numbers have climbed rapidly to today, where investigators looked at positivity rates of over 15%. Therefore, the head of the European Union Commission says it's time to consider making vaccines mandatory. He stated that European Union countries should consider mandatory vaccination to combat COVID-19 and the Omicron variant. Two or three years ago, I wouldn't have never thought to witness what we see right now, that we have this horrible pandemic, we have the life-saving vaccines, but they are not being used adequately everywhere. And thus, this is an enormous health cost, said Ursula von der Leyen at the news conference in Brussels on Wednesday. She noted that one-third of the European population, or roughly 1,050 million people, had not been vaccinated yet. But the COVID-19 cases are not the only thing that's increasing, right, Sean? That is completely right, Sarah. This November, inflation in the Eurozone hit a new record of 4.9%, the highest since the single currency was created. Aligning the statements from previous weeks, ECB affirmed that the main causes of inflation are surging energy prices, supply chain bottlenecks and the reversal of a German sales tax cut that will fade next year. However, the increase of coronavirus cases and the spread of a new variant created doubts in some ECB officials, as Luis de Guindos, vice president of ECB, who believes that there's a risk that inflation will not go down as quickly and as much as we predicted. Despite that, Jack Allen Reynolds, senior European economist at Capital Economics, considers that the new variant was likely to reduce overall inflation due to lower oil prices but could push up goods prices by adding to supply chain logjams created by the pandemic. Changing the topic to another breaking news, Elena, what can you tell us about the fact that Amazon is poised to become the largest US delivery service? Well, Dave Clark, CEO of Amazon's worldwide consumer business, states that the company is poised to become the largest US package delivery service by early 2022, overtaking its rivals UPS and FedEx. Amazon has been steadily building up vast logistics and fulfillment operations to achieve its goal, have greater control over how shoppers' packages get to their doorsteps. For the shipping, the retail company counts with thousands of last-mile delivery companies, a budding in-house networks of planes, trucks, ships, warehouses, and air hubs that can speed along packages, which during the pandemic revealed to be an advantage. As Dave Clark mentioned, Amazon has been building the logistics infrastructure, the technology platform that drives it, for two decades now, so we walked into the pandemic in a really good place. 
In August, the retail company delivered about 66% of its own packages. That will be another great achievement for this huge company. However, let me tell you more about a fleet of 67 driverless robotaxis that has begun taking paying customers in Beijing. This week, the Chinese capital approved its first robotaxis for commercial use, bringing dozens of taxis without anybody driving them to the streets of Beijing. The vehicle can only carry two passengers at a time, with whom it communicates digitally to obtain directions and receive payments. For now, the autonomous taxis are confined to the city's southern New Zhuang area. These taxis are expected to take years to fully operate. However, developers are hoping that Chinese consumers will quickly get used to the feeling of traveling in driverless cars. The robotaxis represents a significant step forward for the Chinese technology company. Certainly, we will hear more about the robotaxis. On the other hand, this week, four people have been injured in an explosion caused by an old aircraft bomb near a busy train station in the German city of Munich, police said Wednesday. More than 2,000 tons of live bombs and munitions are discovered each year in Germany, more than 70 years after the end of the war. Officials did not say why the bombs wasn't detected ahead of time. Normally, such construction sites are intensively surveyed to reveal any leftover munitions. The discovery of bombs left from fight during World War II is a fairly common occurrence in Germany, although explosions are rare. But moving on to another topic. Elena, is there anything relevant about the climate subject? Of course there is. According to a study published on Tuesday in the journal Nature Communication, the new set of climate models show that the Arctic is expected to experience more rain than snow between 2060 and 2070, which is earlier than what scientists had previously anticipated. This serious issue needs a global answer, as it primes the atmosphere for a wetter Arctic, meaning that it has the potential to destabilize Greenland's ice sheet mass balance. An authoritative report concludes that the planet is quickly approaching 1.5 degrees Celsius, and if we stay within this temperature, the Arctic could remain snow-dominant by the end of the century. However, another analysis of the world's current policies show that the Earth is currently on track for 2.7 degrees Celsius. That's a proof that we really need to change some habits in order to mitigate climate changes. With this warning, we finish our weekly Outlook episode. Thank you, Ellen and Sarah, for being here with me today. And to our listeners, see you next week. Bye-bye.